Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about why the Fed made a surprise announcement last week, which involved the potential for several quarter-point rate cuts in 2024. This seems like a dramatic about-face compared with the rhetoric from the Federal Reserve only a few weeks earlier. So the question is, what did the Fed see that caused them to change their tune? Now, the fact is, we don't know for sure, since none of us were in those meetings. But I'm going to go out on a limb and speculate on what some of the main reasons for the change in posture. So here we go. Number one, it's no secret that everyone, including the federal government, wants interest rates to be lower. It's true in the banking sector, where banks are sitting on billions of dollars of paper losses as a result of rising interest rates. It's true at the Treasury, where the government has been printing money by the trillions. They're literally running wartime deficits at a time when, despite several kinetic hot wars underway in the world, technically the U.S. is not at war. Borrowers also want lower interest costs, which have made housing unattainable for many first-time home buyers. So there's a lot of downward pressure on interest rates from the market at large. Number two, we know that high levels of debt combined with high interest rates is going to create distress among individual borrowers. That's ultimately going to mean distress among lenders. Well, who does the Fed work for? Well, the Fed is owned by the member banks that form part of the Federal Reserve System. So the owners of the Federal Reserve definitely want interest rates to come down so that they're not sitting on these billions of dollars of paper losses. Number three, the wave of defaults that's been forecast in commercial real estate is starting to take hold. Perhaps by allowing rates to fall a bit, it might be possible to stave off a wave of defaults in commercial real estate. Number four, there is a dramatic spike in a bank credit facility that is supposed to be coming to an end. The bank term funding program, which was created in March of 2023, precipitated by the failure of Silicon Valley Bank. This program is due to end on March 11th of 2024. There's less than 90 days remaining in the BTFP. You would think at this point that the banks who had to take advantage of this program earlier in the year would be starting to wind down their participation in the program and that the balance sheet for the BTFP would be trending towards zero. But that is not what's happening. The BTFP had a balance of $109 billion at the start of November. Well, this past Friday, that had grown to a record high of $124 billion, with no sign of slowing down. Number five, another worrying sign is the decline in reverse repurchase agreements between banks and the Fed. This is money that banks had put on deposit at the Fed in exchange for rate of interest. Now, it's not real money in the sense that it doesn't circulate through the economy. Think of these funds as excess bank reserves over and above what the banks need. They're placed on deposit at the Fed. Now, in the spring of this year, the reverse repo balance sheet stood at $2.3 trillion. On December 15th, that balance sheet had shrunk to $683 billion. Somehow, $1.6 trillion vanished from the system. So the question is, where did it go? These reserves are being depleted at a rate of over $500 billion a month. Surely, the Fed is paying attention to this too. And naturally, none of this is making newspaper headlines. Number six, now on the flip side, we're seeing the use of the discount window at the Fed dropping consistently over the second half of the year. As of last week, total borrowing from the Fed was a paltry $2.1 billion at the discount window. That's from a high of $296 billion in March. So the use of the discount window has clearly fallen over the past few months. That is a good sign. 
So when you look at the combination of borrowing from the Fed, you've got to look at both the discount window and the BTFP. Look at those both together. So when I look at the data in its totality, the two things that stand out as worrisome are the continued growth and the use of the BTFP, a program that's scheduled to disappear in less than 90 days, and number two, the decline in reverse repo, which ultimately could translate into dwindling bank reserves. Now, the disappearance of $1.6 trillion in the system of reserves, in theory, makes no difference. These are funds that were minted by the Fed and then loaned to the banks under the Dodd-Frank Act. They were then placed back on deposit at the Fed. These were, in essence, a handout from the Fed to the member banks. The funds were a no-lose proposition. The only loser is the Fed, who has to pay the rate of interest to the member banks. These excess funds went into money heaven, and presumably the Fed got to save a bunch of interest expense. So in summary, we don't really know what spooked the Fed over the last few weeks, but there had to have been something to warrant such a dramatic change in posture in only a two-week period between the 1st of December and the 13th of December when Chair Powell held his press conference to announce the result of the last FOMC meeting for the year. So as you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.